Coming to you live from the backseat of a 1984 Holden Kingswood. It's time for Destiny Down Under. G'day and welcome to the 177th episode of the Destiny Download Podcast. I am every week. Log Sour, Log Power Slave. I'm feeling a bit sad. I'm a bit sad. Mate. You almost said Log log Sour Slave. Yeah, I'm, well, I am Log Sour Slave this week. I'm, I'm sad. Yeah, why? Because I've got to go back to work next week and I don't get to fucking fuck around and play video games. Oh, right. I'm sad. Right, anyway, so, uh, how are you going? Don't worry about me. I'm yeah, fine. you retired from full-time streaming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a solid two days in a row. Um, wasn't partnered after that. Had to quit. Right. Oh, how does it feel to be Twitter famous? <laughs> <laughs> fucking M. Uh, by the way, guys. said, "Oh, you're funny," and then vanished again. And I'm like, "That's it. Don't need fucking Mylan anymore." <laughs> the, <laughs> big M- <laughs> the big M. The big M. Tash came and saw you, mate. The big Tash. Yeah, I felt blessed. I felt blessed. It was great. He's a funny dude. So fair enough. <laughs> he he's a, he is as funny in person as he is online. He's a funny dude. We might, well, you know, person. I might reach out and see if we can get him on because I think he'd be a, a good fit for our kind of bullshit. But anyway, how you going? How's your week been? Our weeks have been pretty similar, I think, actually. Well, then again, you've actually been doing work. <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing the... Dude, I've been doing three, four hours of stream a day at the moment. And it, like, can you, just, can you distill that down to how much gameplay you're actually doing, though? Just so that people don't come into it with false expectations. Do you I'm like that? Do you like that? De- do you like that dead air? I'm going to give you. you like a, I'm going to give air? you the benefit of a doubt. Benefit of the doubt. Sorry, and say that you play maybe 45 minutes worth of games in that time. Dude, do you know what I wish I could see? <laughs> how do I look at those stats? Because obviously I'm in Destiny, so it's logging the hours. But how do I look at? So I've done four to th- three to four hours every day this week. So what are we on? Fucking day six, 30 hours of streaming. I reckon I've done probably average of two games per stream. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Like, I can't knock you either because I've started just starting all my streams playing music. And sometimes I forget that I'm meant to play games. And people come in and they're like, what the fuck's this dude in the Destiny category? And I'm like... Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, well, fuck off. Just go somewhere else. And I, just... I, I, think, I think people... Um... People are scared to call me out because I've got so many fucking law hobbits in my chat. Like they'll just yeah. gang up on them. You got to have the, hobbits, the numbers. It's kind of like they're just like thrall, really, aren't they? If you get enough of them, they can be dangerous. <laughs> they really fucking tear someone down and fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, hobbits. <laughs> hobbits assemble. <laughs> oh, and so yeah, I've been streaming a lot. I've been doing PhD. PhDs, I'm feeling all right. I'm, not on target, but I'm feeling okay about it. And um, just started my third YouTube channel. See how long this one lasts. I saw that. So this is this is the one where you're going to dump all of the literal, like the the live stream nonsense. Yeah. Guess how many copyright strikes on my first video? Four. Five. Oh, <laughs> mate, <laughs> including that's... including that's... bag end. 
That's Jim Sterling's numbers, man. That's up there, like deliberate copyright deadlock. <laughs> yeah, the copyright deadlock. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. Th- I've got a subscription to Monster Cat. I'm going to have to go and fucking get that shit sorted because this is actually from, this is meant to be from the safe, the safe synth wave, but I'm still getting copyright strikes on it. So that sort of concerns me a bit because they'll, they'll probably be on Twitch too, I guess. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, it's been weird. Look, we're, we, we did, haven't really touched on that as a podcast, but I've been streaming with literally no music at all. I'm in the Destiny. I can't do it. Music. I, I thought I couldn't do it, but I'm, I don't know. I've managed to do it for a few days back to back. I think it'll kill me eventually. Like I'll end up sort of just putting music on that people can't hear it, but there's got to be a solution for it. I'm going to try and yeah, work out my, my solution can... is I just I delete the VOD and I upload it to a YouTube channel. <laughs> Get fucking copyright struck on YouTube rather than talking. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, on YouTube, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't yeah, lose true. your channel for it. Yeah. They, just, they, just, they literally just say, you can't monetize this. And, you know, I'm not really doing it to monetize anyways for um, the law hobbitsies, you know? Yeah. I mean, one day maybe I'll write my own fucking soundtrack and then I don't have to worry about any of this shit. But um, until then, uh, I'll I'll just sort of potter along, I suppose. I mean, it, admittedly, there's a lot of bands coming out and saying, um, you know, you can use our stuff because you won't get DMCA struck, which is why, you know, if you were here for the live stream, you would have noticed a song off the most recent Dragon Force album. We were playing that because Herman Lee, who did uh, the GCX stream, uh, they played a heap of guitar, man. I love that stream. It was great. But... um. Yeah, he, he on on that stream said, look, the the last three albums, you can do what you want with them. You can play them wherever you want. So I think at the end of the day, we'll probably see um, a lot of artists actually realize the value in the kind of viral marketing of having their music be able to be shared in streams. Yeah. Um, do you know what I need to do? I really need to get my command sorted. So when people ask what a cool song is, like it's right there. Yeah. That's sort of the, the correct etiquette, I guess, is that, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, People enjoy the music, they can find out what it is straight away and they can go listen to it on the Spotify or, or pay for it or whatever. That's yeah, what I think that's, 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 that's the way to, to be on my priority list. Actually. I think the other thing too, and the thing I'm going to look into is there's a function in Spotify where you can listen along to what someone's listening to. So if someone wanted to, if I was listening to something. Um, yeah. And they can, Amazon they can has that too, right? Amazon has. Well, there Amazon's is actually got, a Twitch integration, but Twitch I've got no plugin. idea. I've got no idea the what's Twitch. on it or if it's good or I've not looked at it. So, I mean, the end of the day, do you want me to tell you what the actual problem with all this shit is? It's at record labels. Oh, fucking, yeah, record dinosaur labels. record labels. Sell the rights to streaming services for jack fucking shit. So they've snookered themselves as an industry. Any artist now makes their money out of touring. So they're not fucking dependent. It's not, you, you don't sit at home and just get royalties anymore. It's fuck all. So basically, the record labels by doing this are looking after themselves not really the artists it's kind of fucked but anyway look that's a story for another time something i feel pretty strongly about and i don't know maybe i'll write a tweet or do another tacky piece to camera in my car (laughs) i I feel like log and i are the average people that have just discovered how to make content and we're just gonna abuse the shit out of it until we oh yeah oh yeah i like I, I thought about that video. I was walking downstairs to turn the stream on yesterday, and I'm like, "No, that popped into my head." And I went and recorded it in one take. It took me a minute, and then I uploaded it, and then I clicked stream, and it works. So, I think we, you're probably going to see a lot like my the quality of my tweets just d- down in the gutter from now on. 
Um, uh, by the way, know. guys, I'm selling a coaching service. I taught Log everything he knows about marketing. So if you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to sign up to Mylan Gains, uh, com forward slash definitely not a pyramid scheme. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, it'll only cost you $779 to end up. <laughs> it's cheap. It's cheap as chips. But look, we do have a fuckload of Destiny stuff to talk about. There's been a raft of patches come through this week. We've got the... Uh, oh, I mean, what did we have last week? We didn't really speak about it on here, but we had the, the forge farming that some of us may have done a little bit and some of us might have not done. Um, I mean, I did it. I don't care. I'm... I did, <laughs> did you do it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We hadn't we haven't spoken about this or whether we'd out each other about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I what if I just went, nah, I didn't do it, mate. You're you and just stabbed you in the back. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. This is the end I of the day. Over forge farming. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be um I mean, like, look, given the morning that we've had, we're not gonna talk about it on here. I can see a few people bringing it up in the chat. It's been a very, very crazy morning in the Destiny community. It sort of seems like every week there's a new fucking drama. Um, but yeah, let's, we're not gonna do that on here. We're not gonna lower ourselves to talking about shit people on, on our show. We are shit people, yeah. we, there's enough of it already. Um, so look, the Forge Farm, you did, you were morally okay with it, Matt? You didn't, you didn't think it was the, the end of the world like a few people? Okay, so. I saw someone like macro farming today in, in Rumble, right? They yeah, very obviously shit. had something set to to crouch, move around a little bit, fire the gun a couple of times, and then just sit there. It was it yeah. was extremely obvious that that's all they were doing. And they obviously I don't know why you'd bother doing that. Just what farming tokens. Is that it? <laughs> I don't, I don't farming know, crucible man. tokens. I think crucible tokens yeah. coming out of I got crucible tokens coming out of my fucking ears and I play like two games a day. And yeah, come exactly. On. Exactly. I'm like oh, sitting at 7,000. I can't get rid of the fucking things. I'm just waiting until Shax is like, I mean, it doesn't matter now because I've, I've fucking AFK Forge farmed my way to the, the soft cap. But next season right. when Shax is the vendor, I'll be like, yeah, fucking give me them. I don't drops. know why. Look, people are not going to hate. Maybe people don't like this. I don't know why it was enjoyable to Forge farm when I wasn't doing, like when I wasn't obviously playing Destiny, and to put it on the background and basically be farming like armor stat rolls. I was like, this is sick. Like I get to look through all my armor pieces and like make a PVP build and I can just get to straight to what I want to try to do, which is get better at PVP and like have a PVP armor set. And I was like, I've got all yeah. this gear now to choose from. I'm like, yep. yeah, I think sick. so. I think now, look, obviously like it was a weird thing for us because we, we were both into it and it's like, okay, two sides of a coin. I understand that it makes people who don't want to do that. It is going to make trials this week, particularly messy for them. You know, we didn't have trials last week, this week, if you're not at 1050, you're probably going to have a, you know, you're going to get kicked in the butt bad, but to that window, that window on the other side of that window, there's like my, a bit of concrete and back deck and all that. And there's the fire pit and on Saturday night, the boys came around and we were sitting out there drinking beers and in here on this computer was just AFK forge farming. And we were just sitting out there and, you know, I'd get a, I'd get an umbrella and everyone would go, Hey, <laughs> it was great. It was, it was camaraderie. That being said, I feel like, have they increased the drops of umbrals? Cause I get, I've got umbrals coming at my ears now. Yeah. I think, I think as you go through and level up those things, the, the, the perks, you, you'll end up with heaps of them. So really, I think the, the value of AFK farming, while it was, um, 
kind of raising your light level initially, really. And I, I'm kind of annoyed because I got to the, the point where I was at light level and I went, eh, okay, that's enough. I don't want to leave the computer on overnight and shit. I wasn't really doing that. It was just sort of while I was up through the day, leaving it on, coming in and check on it because I'm paranoid because it's only new. But um, <laughs> just like a worried father. You okay in there, PC? <laughs> Need anything, little buddy? You all right down there? Um, that got real weird. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, the the real value is in the the altered things or whatever the fuck they are. You know, the other things you get with it, the the currency that you spend in the recaster. Yeah. So I wish I'd done that because uh, having a lot of that, I imagine, will be quite useful because you'll be able to tailor armor to your needs come the back end of the season. Dude, you, I, I, what I've actually realized since you're during the day, you're streaming during the day, or you, you, before you retired as a full-time streamer, yeah. I've realized you play a lot of Destiny. Like, I, I don't really play Destiny. Like, I try to play Destiny, but I've got zero knowledge about fucking everything. And I come to your stream, you've got your whole forge, like, upgraded or whatever, your umbral fucking whatever that thing is called. Everything's unlocked. You're like, and you're like, yeah, mate, you just got to do three characters, do this, do that, grind here. I'm like, it's yeah, not but me. like, you got to look at this as, you know, this is this is the exception to the rule. This is the one time in my in the entirety of Destiny Two I've bothered with all three characters, <laughs> ever. You know, really? I was, on, I, just, I was on holidays. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, fuck, I'll just get in every day and and do everything I can. I've run the dungeon on all three characters. I haven't done raids because we'll probably do them tonight or Monday or something, but. Like it's 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 rare for me to be that that fucking rusted on. Normally, I just run them run my Titan, and that's enough. That's enough for me. I get in and have fun and all that sort of shit. But um, it's it's good news. It's it's good to be able to do that and sort of see how the other half live in terms of everyone that's you know at home and d- does this stuff professionally or has the time to sink in that I, I normally don't. I kind of have a a bit bit more of an appreciation for some of the frustrations that they can feel and that sort of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe for the next week or so, I'll be a little bit more sympathetic. I think, you know where I'm at, you know where I'm at with Destiny is like, I know I'm like six, seven years behind the curve on this. I, I, I'm i just enjoying playing comp. I enjoy yep. playing comp on stream. Not that I'm good at it. I just think, I just think that's, when I do a strike mission, I don't feel like I've got any material to play with to make this interesting. I, I've just got to have a conversation with chat. I feel like if I'm in comp, something cool can happen. I can get an actual hit and, you know, hey, fucking Marlon's not as shit as yep. we thought. He's like a little bit above your <laughs> tier. And we can make something about that. I, and then like when I go to grind stuff, I just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, I like I'm playing not, Destiny. I'm not I'm a just, grinder. I'm just man. like, I'd like playing Destiny. I like playing PvP at the moment. It will probably change. I've enjoyed the dungeon. Dungeon's been heaps of fun. I don't feel like doing anything else though. I can't bring myself to go into strike missions even do a nightfall, like Gambit. I've got I've got zero motivation to do any of that, but I still like playing. I think that's the thing, but like you got to look at Destiny in the moment, especially like a fucking buffet, right? Like here's the buffet. You're at fucking, remember Sizzler or are you too young for Sizzler? Did you go to Sizzler when you were a kid? Am I too young for Sizzler? I remember fucking Sizzler. Right, so you're at Sizzler. If, you, if you're from outside Australia, Sizzler's like this. <laughs> fucking ass ass tier restaurant <laughs> that just had buffets of heaps of different types of food and you'd go in and pay you 20 bucks and just load up on whatever so you're a kid right and you're going you're going up to the buffet at sizzler you're not getting fucking lettuce man lettuce is gambit 
lettuce is game. You're not getting that. You're going straight to you're going straight to over here to for the, the fucking the pan bread. Choc- chocolate mousse. Chocolate dessert. mousse and jelly cubes. <laughs> that's where you're going. And that's that's Dude, the, you give me fucking flashbacks oh, no, right. child. <laughs> like I'm gaining weight and just just talking about this shit. So lettuce is gambit. You've got your strikes over here, which are like, I don't know, that you know that wet corn that sits in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Why you know, is it bad for? I don't know. I don't Who know ate exactly. that? Oh, I can't wait I to go to Sizzler and get some fucking corn. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yuck. Look, if you're out there and you uh you went to a Sizzler in the nineties in Australia and you ate the wet corn, can you can you please just let us know that you're okay? All right? And also why? <laughs> the wet corn. Why was it wet? It's like I it just come out it's of from a can. A, yeah, I think it's from a can. Yeah, I think it's from a can. <laughs> why are people turning up to a buffet to eat fucking canned corn? Wait, does doesn't the US maybe it can, maybe is the sizzler from US? Maybe it's a can. Don't you have canned corn in the US or some shit? Isn't that how it's meant to be? Yeah, it grows in a can on a tree, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of creamed corn. I'm thinking of creamed corn. Oh well, don't you'll piss off Fez. She's you know in the proud state of Arkansas. No, no. Felicia can't make fun of me for the next month, by the way. A deal was made. <sighs> anyway, right. do we want to talk of destiny? What we we talk about? About... <laughs> I don't know. There's not heaps to get through this week, so you're gonna get a bit of loose mat and loose log and just bullshit because uh my brain's not functioning. I haven't had to actually think about anything serious for weeks at this point. So good news. Yeah. Um how'd your one V one with a fabled PvP streamer go yesterday, Matt? Didn't I win against Sassy? Or did he win? No, 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 no. He told me that you won. I've done it a couple of times now. Yeah. I won. This is the this is the thing I love. Sassy's here. I just wish Sassy would just let I've let myself finally go on Twitch. I just wish Sassy would let himself go on Twitch, right? Because I I like oh it's like, oh you one v one me pussy. So one v one Sassy, <laughs> right? And I and I win. And he's like, no, you really enjoy that. You you really deserve that. That was a good win, right? He also was using like loadouts from Chad and 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 not really playing properly and all that kind of thing. And really, I just want the toxic sassy to come out because you guys have not seen anything yet. He comes out in full force on my stream. He loves oh, to come into streams and just fucking take over. He just likes to take over. He's yeah, but, he's a he's a shameless self-promoter. <laughs> That's next time. Oi, look, if you're listening to the podcast and you tune into Sassy's Sassy's stream, next time you're watching his stream, can you please jump in and can and ask him to stop self-promoting in his own stream because it will trigger the fuck out of him and it'll be worth it. And then please clip it, send it to us just for our own fulfillment because that's just we you know we we like to bully each other. That's just the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, me we'll and Matt had a one v one yesterday, and I shit on him again. So good news. <laughs> Wait, did you one v one him too? Oh, what one v one? You muppet! Oh me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> was... Random load. <laughs> random loadouts. He's got double primary, right? And every time I get a sniper shot on him, he just runs away, or he does a big fucking. 
He's got the crayon hanging out half his fucking mouth. He does a big loop and just turns back on himself with a Titan one-shot knee and just, I've got a sidearm and a sniper, right? Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, it fucking is, stupid Titan. Mate, the strategy. Dummy. I knew that if I could bait you into taking your two sniper shots, you didn't have anything you could kill me with at all. So I just poke my head out and you go, boom. Even if you killed me, you wouldn't get specials. So sweet. They have, do you know what I miss? I actually fuck it. I missed, I missed that kind of PvP shit talking like with your buds. Not just 1v1 screaming at each other. Hello, Danny. Yeah. In the background, she's the like, door. she's like, I'm sick of your shit, Matt. Um, <laughs> like, I miss split screen Goldeneye. I miss split oh, screen Halo. And Those just, are the days. Just like that's actually why I've enjoying the one v one like government people's streams and just saying oh you one v one me yeah because it's but, like but five being minutes of concentrated abuse at each other and sledging each other the whole way I think it suits yeah. us particularly well it wouldn't work I don't yeah. think if it was if we I remember when I was in school and I used to go I used to hop off the bus at my mate's bus stop I used to carry take my fucking Nintendo sixty four controller to school through the whole day <laughs> and then I'd get off the bus stop at his bus. Stop. And I'd go to his place for like 45 minutes of an afternoon before mum came past and picked me up and fucking just feverishly sit on his bed and play Goldeneye. Fucking big head mode going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do that, me and you, as grown men, because it, it would get violent real quick. <laughs> it would get, and I'd lose badly because you could rip my arms off, but <laughs> still. <laughs> I, okay, I know we're off topic, but I still remember, right, my, my, my twin brother, um we, we used to go to we used to go have a one really good friend and i think it was it might have been super nintendo i don't know it was was it mortal kombat 2 that would have been super nintendo right mortal kombat 2 anyway we're playing yeah. that i'm playing yeah. that and and my brother gets super angry when he loses so he started like <laughs> he started like saying all this shit fucking lag like he was saying lag before the internet was invented you know like fucking <laughs> Oh, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he gets into he gets into a, a fight with with this friend, right? And yep. like a full-on fucking brawl. I remember Chris being on the floor, my friend being in like full mount, like a fucking MMA fight, and just going like bopping him straight in the head. <laughs> and he's, his head fucking bouncing off the fucking tiled floors. I'm like, oh my God. And then I remember the, the dad coming in. He goes, what are you guys fucking doing? You're meant to be fucking friends, you idiots. Why are you punching each other? Uh, yeah, anyway, that was. Um, you missed it. Sounds like you missed game. the perfect opportunity to hop up and go, finish him. <laughs> you had your moment. You let it go. Come on, man. <laughs> Dude, I was probably only 12. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, at, that, at that age, violence is just fucking horrifying. So, uh, fair enough. Uh, um, right. So, what do we what do we have? We, we'll, we'll jump in. We'll talk about actual destiny shit for a little bit, and then we'll podcast starts at podcast starts at twenty three minutes. <laughs> this is a bad one. Oh, do you know what we can do now? Do you know what, what? we can do with the um, timestamps? Have you seen that? What? Have you seen how you can make chapters in the progress bar on YouTube? Yeah. Wow. Does that take time to, and effort to do? All you, all you literally do is in the description, you put the timestamp and, and you put the name of it, the title of it, and then in the progress bar, if you hover over it with the mouse, it will tell you. So we can just Ooh. literally put 
podcast starts, put that timestamp. 24 <laughs> minutes. Right. Yeah, and people could just literally click on it and it'll take them to it. Podcast start. I mean, that's that's not saying that it's not going to stop again in a minute's time when we get distracted by something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. podcast starts at 24 minutes. We'll do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we had Bungie's uh, incredibly successful uh, GCX stream again this week. Um, they do this. Oh, I mean, they've done it for I the last it. couple of years. Yeah, same here. I think it was. Was it late for us? Was it in the morning? It again? was super early for us. It was super early for us, um, a bit rough, but um, I, I'm pretty sure it all went incredibly well. And that unlocked the twab early. That was one of the one of the uh, the the bonuses. So and and Mauler was there reading law and all that sort of good stuff. So, so we're definitely worth jumping onto uh, the GCX Twitter or Twitch, sorry, and going back and finding the vod of that because you'll see a whole lot of people that you know and love from Bungie doing a whole lot of cool stuff, and it's all for a good cause. Um, GCX is still in full swing, by the way. So if you want to jump in, check that out, help out, donate for the kids. Uh, it's for St. Jude. So absolutely get in there. Um, it's one of those things that was sort of, you know, Goth and those guys, Broman, um, they've, they've built up over over years now. And it's something that's pretty special. Special, And, you know, like I, I don't think it's a Destiny community thing at this point, but it's sort of where it originated, I suppose. So it's nice to, um, it's nice to see Bungie coming back and getting on board with that stuff. It's super... Super encouraging. Um, all right, so there is another patch inbound. Um, uh, it seems like the the whole changes to controller that we announced, we were talking about the other weeks just completely fucked up a few things, which is normal. Have you have you seen the um, grenade launcher bug? Which one? The Wither Horde one. Uh, any grenade launcher? Have you seen any it? grenade launcher? No. What? What does it do? <laughs> it's crashing your fucking game, mate. Good. I know that, that's exactly what I said, dude. It, 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 the grenade launch—it's called a grenade launch feature. So it happened to me, right? And what then I thought the other guy. Actually, I wasn't using it. It was actually—I don't know if it crashes multiple. I, I saw multiple people drop out of comp games who were using mountaintop. <laughs> I was versing it. I was versing a guy with mountaintop. I heard that. Like the whatever fucking noise it makes, it flings past you. Then he just stopped, dead, shot him. DC. <laughs> my my game crashed and uh, just just exited. Oh, well. okay. So like you you got kicked because someone shot at you with a mountaintop. No, no. Yeah, in a different game, I got kicked. Yeah, I don't. And I I wasn't using grenade launcher. So something something is terribly awry. But I actually won multiple game comps multiple comp if you've ever ne- if you haven't been in a comp now's your time because people using mountaintop are getting disconnected <laughs> i can get quickly get in there no grenade launchers get in there with your auto rifles and your shotguns or your snipers or whatever else you don't have to worry yeah. about the fucking the cursed fump tubes being <laughs> shot in your face that fucking yep. wither horde man i'm so sick of that gun just feel like <laughs> you can't, no it's not that bad it's not that bad <laughs> it's just something Maybe fucking Heaps hollow when you get shot on the full bite, and then you die, and your dead body's there, and just a puddle of shit on the ground. <laughs> okay, so someone said in chat the grenade launcher hit the rock in front of me, and I crashed at that exact time. So I wasn't even using it. Wow. Because it's, it's it's obviously I'm trying to apply damage to me or something. Yep. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I guess if you want to go in there and try not to try to get a few wins up for people getting kicked using the mountaintop. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to do it, just like I didn't tell you not to AFK farm. So, <laughs> go on. Go on. Uh, all right, so what else is in there? With a horde dealing excessive amounts of damages to various boss bosses, that's going to be patched out. I think I think I'm hearing reports that it might have already been kind of well, it's at least very hard to do now. We jumped into um, Garden of Salvation and gave it a go. It's kind of it's it's pretty unreliable. You can't really you know you need to hit it at exactly the same moment and all this sort of shit. It's like you know, and the wind's got to be blowing west, and you've got to fucking boil a dead rat or something before you go in there. Yeah, or, it's just fucking difficult to do um there was also uh the solo completion of the prophecy dungeon wasn't releasing the proper um associated triumph so that's a big one i'd be pretty upset if i <laughs> didn't get the triumph um yeah, everyone or just some people it seems like it was intermittent but i'm not sure um these are all stuff this is stuff that's going to you know happen in 2.9.0.1, I think. No, 2.9.0.2, right. This is why we don't talk patches because A, it's confusing and B, it's pretty boring. Um, so there was some stuff that was dropping at 750 power, blah, 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 fix that. And uh, fixed an, an issue where Tommy's matchbook catalyst quest was removed from player inventory. Just get out of it. Just deleted from your inventory. Um, <laughs> unlucky, I suppose, if you were working on that. Unlucky. <laughs> um, so there's, there's reckon... a more information about the uh, the pre-order bonuses and stuff in the TWAB. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah. Um, there's reports. Oh, God, this is boring. Even I'm fucking bored. I'm, I'm hosting it. Like, I just want to go back to fucking talking about shit. Um, there, there wait, is the patch notes, though. Was... So I'll go over the patch notes because they're important oh. because they contain one fucking really specific thing that I want to talk about. Where they nerfed fucking um, Antius wards. Where is it? Or is that not in those patch notes? I can't find it straight away. But well, anyway, Antius wards have been wait. nerfed. Get fucked. You need to run for. You need to sprint for like a second and a half before you can get up the slide that defends you. You know that. that is that the same as the shoulder shoulder charge? Yeah, timing? I guess so. Yeah, I mean shoulder charge yeah, is sometimes right. pretty quick. It's 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 kind of sketchy, but I imagine that they probably made it the same. So you can't respect. just be standing still and just basically sprint slide and get the reflection. Yeah, well, I guess it's, it's probably most closely like linear actuators from um, June marches where you've got to run for a bit to build up the static charge to then hit something to then ooh, just whack the microphone to then release the lightning out of it. So, yeah, I think that's that's basically it. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Remove super energy bonus and increase sprint time required to activate. So it's about a second and a half. Which is which? You know what I've seen. Look, people using the fucking one-eyed mask again. <laughs> Thought we were done with that shit. Go and try something else. Go and try one of the other things. Try June marches. Uncle Log tells you to go and try June marches. It's good. I've been on it for forever. Uh, lots of lightning. It's good. You need that in your life. Is that the one uh, that gives you like uh, when you punch someone? It like um, chain lightning. Chain lightning. Yeah, right. If you don't believe that, in June like marches. It's like twenty meters, isn't it? It's absurd. If you don't believe in June marches, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to do something for me. If you don't believe in the power of June marches, I need you to go into the prophecy dungeon and I need you to do, go all the way through, get to the end of Rainbow Road, right? And then you go up the big fucking sucked up into the big building where all the thrall are. And then when you get into that bit where there's just a million thrall, what I want you to do is run for two seconds and then punch a thrall and watch them 
all die from one punch, and then you will understand. Mm. It's um, hey, have we talked about the dungeon yet? Uh, like doing not a length. It? Not a length. I think um, I don't think you'd done it last week when we were when we were talking about no, it. No, done or it at now. least we were maybe we were being cagey oh. about it because a lot of people hadn't had the opportunity to do oh, it. Oh, actually, you know what? I've written the, I've written the law script about it, so let's save that for Ooh. the law teaser. Well, I mean, we're, we're kind of there now. We're fucking half an hour. Hold on. We can talk what? about doing the dungeon, and then we can talk about the law behind the dungeon, and that would. Bef- bef- before that, though. Okay. What about the announcements during the GCX block from Bungie? Do you have notes on them? No. Do you oh, have I notes do. on I... them? <laughs> Hawkmoon. Hawkmoon's coming oh, back. Oh yeah, that's I all I know. Yeah, okay, that's that's the one. Yeah, and I've seen people are already upset about a gun coming back. That... Because wait, what if they removed? They didn't. They didn't. They didn't give it the um, the luck in the chamber or something. No, that's, I I'm not sure. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak out of school because they've nerfed it. They've nerfed it. It's gonna come back and break you... the game. Everything comes back and breaks the game. Get used to it. It's fucking. You know, destiny. you know what? You know what? All the. Do you know how many law hobbits fucking celebrated when they announced that? Because I've been asked, do you know how many fucking times people have asked me, Mylan, what's the law of Hawkman? It's my favorite gun. It's my favorite. It's my favorite gun. Every what is, what is the law di- of Hawkman? It didn't have law. That's the thing. That's why everyone kept fucking asking me about it. I don't know. It doesn't have you just law. Just made something up, Matt. <laughs> just lie to the people. Give them what they want. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't know. I, I, I need to obviously, you know, go and check that out because that's cool news. I saw Rick Ackes did a video on it, which is, I'll go and watch that. Good news. Uh, do you know that I actually invented Rick Ackes' intro? What? Is this you, like, <laughs> you being facetious or is this in some way true? Oh, you didn't see. You obviously didn't. Just check after this podcast. Check my Twitter. Okay. Check, right. check Gamma Traps. The video Gamma Trap posted. Oh, I showed um, Matt, I showed my I had unlisted. I have that I have that downloaded. Gamma sent me the link. I ha- I didn't put it in this week. What I'm gonna do is sit on it until you've forgotten about it and then bring it out again. That's the strategy. And I'm letting you know this now so that you can prepare yourself for emotional emotionally. What I was gonna do, and I I couldn't find a picture of myself with dreadlocks. I was gonna go, here's a picture of me with dreadlocks, and everyone can go, eh, how embarrassing, and then run your video so everyone forgot about. Me with dreadlocks. <laughs> that was the strategy. Maybe next week. Live in fear. Live in fear. No, I. I Tuck your phone showed... under your belt, boys. <laughs> There's something weird I... going on in that video, though. Like, you can't even. <laughs> Your enunciation is talk. awful. I know. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> Just rambling idiot. I know. It was about dude, fucking yeah. hard light, too. Hard light of all things. Comedy's hard on YouTube, and I was. Okay, it was my first. It's. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to relive it. Chad had to relive it. Chad to see me fucking relive a video that I made in two thousand and was it sixteen or seventeen? Yeah, that's pretty rough. Must have been oh, sixteen. Dude, you, doing, you would have been doing law then. Seventeen. No, no, no. This is pre-law. Really? I think. No, nah, it would have been sixteen then, because we started the podcast like. Fuck. Anyway, look, let's not get into that. <laughs> I'm starting to feel old watching our life ticking away and wasting it <laughs> doing a podcast. Um, all right. Well, do you want to talk about the dungeon? Do you want to talk about prophecy? Yeah. Um, just uh, stall for 30 seconds, please, while I bring up my script. 
That's fine. Um, honestly, I did. What did you, I, what I did really you think about? It. What did you think about the dungeon? Oh, see, you could have just said that, and it would have it would have taken thirty seconds because you know what I'm like. But it's good to out yourself for being an unprofessional fucking schlub, anyway. <laughs> I've got no notes whatsoever, so I'm just gonna wing it. Um, I really like it. I've seen I've seen kind of mixed opinions. I think initially everyone was like, "This is the this is the best dungeon you've ever done." Um, I think the go- the gloss kind of wears off it a little bit after the first few attempts, but I really enjoyed it. I don't think um, it's kind of it's a bit weird in terms of the difficulty of it because that second encounter, like the first encounter, is basically you just run in and you get the light and the dark things, and then you unlock the thing, and then you basically unlock two doors, work your way up to a big platform, like a sundialy like platform with a stompy cabal dude and some knights that you've got to kill to to do the mechanic dunk, and um, that I, I find that the second encounter to be the hardest of them. Like you can you can blitz through it pretty quick. <laughs> for whatever reason i just always get shredded there and then after that i'm fine but um i think that's great i think um so you know you go from there you go into the into the uh heaven slash hell area uh with the blights and all that and i'm sure you can talk about the significance of it from the law uh perspective but uh i think the the rotating of the cube from the inside in the next encounter is pretty fucking novel um i don't think i've ever seen anything like that in any game maybe it's just that i only play destiny so. <laughs> I, I sort of wish, like, I know this would have been a technical challenge and I'm sure they had this idea where it actually changes in real time rather than giving you a, you know, a flash of white on your screen and then everything. Yeah, and then, and then flipping it over. But like just having it actually rotate and then gravity's changing. Yeah, and you're like, I, I imagine, it? I imagine, oh, it does, it I does imagine it's do that. like. It does kind of do that. It does kind of yeah. do that. But I think, um, like, I really like it. I've. And then obviously, you know, you go from there, you go back across old heaven and hell dunes, uh, follow the big fallen captain back over, and then you end up in the the real business of the raid. Probably the most beautiful space um, they've made through the history of Destiny, Rainbow Road. Um, oh, dude, that's so good. Yeah, <laughs> Maddie having a lot of fun on stream and almost certainly being DMCA'd by uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Actually, out of all the copyrights I got, Nintendo was not one of them. Wow. Maybe it's just been stolen so much that they've forgotten they owned it. <laughs> Rainbow Road. <laughs> yeah, that, I, love, that, I love that I, bit. It's just, it's just such a. I think, um, I think in that respect, like the pacing of that activity is yeah. is great because it's kind of like, okay, here's this, you know, like relatively difficult bit. Cool, you get through that, and then you're into like an easy bit for a bit, and you get to regroup, you know, get get your breath, get your shit together, and then you're into the next sort of difficult part. The only part of it that I find like comically easy is when you're in the cube and then the last bosses of the cube, there's like these two phalanxes or whatever they are spawn and they always just, just melt and they're gone. <laughs> That's they're it. Gone. Especially like I ran one yesterday with Sass and Aura and it was like, I don't even think I saw them. <laughs> they were just dead. They spawned in dead maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, Rainbow Road is is my highlight by like for this season and probably for maybe even Destiny for this year, if I'm honest. Is just getting into that space and just like it's it's one of those things. It's got a sense sense of scale that you kind of don't get anywhere else, except maybe in um, in the other dungeon where you kind of come up over that precipice into the super vertical part at the start of um, what's yeah. the Shadowkeep dungeon called? Like I think that's super impressive as well. So I love that they're kind of going and and thinking outside the box with these massive sort of scapes that you know they don't have admittedly that much in them, but 
it's always a laugh to just try and bash through it with your mates and see who can actually make it all the way. What did you think, yeah. Copper? What did you get out of it? Um, well, to be honest, I was in law Hobbit mode most of the time because I, I was just racking my brain. I was like, what, what does it all mean? How does this relate? This is the nine stuff. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I really wanted to understand it more. Chat was asking questions. And, and um, so I had to go spend a bit of time researching it a bit more. In gen generally, though, just gameplay wise, I mean, I just love, you know, I mean, I'm a synth wise, my jam. Like yeah, it, the soundtrack's fucking amazing. Like, audio and visual is pretty much audio on and point visual <laughs> is pretty much on point with me, right? Um, and then the, I mean, obviously, you get some pretty cool armor, and you can what? You can farm the armor. Yeah, well, so basically, you can go back in there and you can run it again for chance at different roles at sort of not not pinnacle drops or anything, but different roles of Same the gear level. that you've acquired already. Yeah. Um, man, I'm looking at that Titan helmet. Holy shit. Like, I mean, everyone knows I don't, I don't take the prodigal helmet off, but this has got me thinking about it. It's that, the Dato one. It looks fucking unreal. Yeah. It's straight up. Yeah. That whole armor set, actually, the Titan armor set looks like full-blown, uh, like yeah. some kind of Gundam armor <laughs> from any yeah. of the, the thousand animes that that sort of features in. It looks fucking incredible. So... Um, not so cool when you've only got the chest piece and it's just pink with a rabbit on it. But I imagine when you put it all together, it does look much cooler, like Voltron or some shit. Oh my god, what does it mean? That's that's good, Davos. Um, Okay, so what did, have you heard me give this spiel? Or do you already know what I'm going to say about the prophecy dungeon and the lore about it? No, I haven't. No, I mean this is is this your video from this week just gone or next week? No, it's coming up beyond right, Sunday well, no. night. Well, Monday I mean, morning. how would I know that? Okay, well. Well, you tell me. What did, did you get? Anything as a as a cat as a not a casual player as an ex full time streamer? <laughs> yeah. What did, what did you, what did you pull away from it? What's it all about? Do you know? Um, I've got nothing. Honestly, I know that we go into the big nutsack at the back of Drifter's thing, and it's sort of like in the same space as Reckoning. But I've got no idea what we're actually doing. I mean, I imagine that thematically, it's sort of tied to the balance of the light and the dark. That's kind of the the real right. overarching sort of premise that I feel like it's trying to get across. You know, you're forever, um, you know, the the moat mechanics is in every activity that's in that raid. So in the um, dungeon, sorry. So I think I think it's about that. <laughs> but but really, I've got nothing. <laughs> This okay. Is, well, I, I sat there. You were. You were. I sat there for you the other day and went and did the bit with the go and chase the emissary around and listen to everything she said. I can't remember a fucking word of it. Right. It's like okay. it goes. <laughs> in one of in one of you out. Other. Okay. So let's let's all learn together. All right. So do you remember any law? Do you remember any lore about the nine? Anything yep. whatsoever? Yeah, there's nine of what them. What do you remember? <laughs> no, they're like other, they're gods that are in another plane of existence and it kind of seems like they want to get into our existence to be able to break the sort of their immortality kind of thing and the emissary yeah. was sucked through a door and then spat back out as a weird-looking floating woman who is sometimes inexplicably giant. Um that's exactly. It. So yeah. the, the short of it is our best explanation of the nine came from the Dust Law book, which was yep. released with Season of the Drifter when they really tried to, they basically gave the very first 
explanation of the nine ever. There was a training cryptarch named Lavinia who was chasing them. She could see that they were expressing themselves as dark matter in our realm, but they couldn't be in our realm. Uh, and she linked that dark matter to Gaul's invasion and that the nine actually assisted Gaul in, I guess, blinding guardians to the invasion. And the reason behind that was one of the nine wanted to see if Gaul could steal the light because they want to, For this, this is it's very open to interpretation. This is my okay. interpretation okay. is that exactly what you said, probably because I told you. <laughs> It's a good yeah. good template for logging. It was in, it's in there somewhere. It's just like jumbling around. It's occasionally, Is, they're, they're not. They're, if the light and the dark are at the top of the pyramid, the nine are not. They're not related to the pyramid. They're outside the pyramid. They're something else. Yep. They're, they're in a different realm. They're like, if you have if you have like humans, uh, wielders of power, gods. They're like, I guess above God. They're like everything and nothing at the same yep. time. So they're and they're in a different realm, and they're like before time started, almost kind of deal. And um, then they obviously saw life develop, and they saw all the experiences that we were having, and they saw the light come, the dark come, and they saw people wield those powers. And it's sort of this idea of how gods try to relinquish godhood to experience. Like if you don't, it's sort of like that idea if you don't experience pain, like people are like. Yeah. If a god it's, couldn't, it's literally exactly what Rasputin did with Fellwinter last season. Yeah, actually, pretty similar to that, right? Yeah. So they they are interested in people who can wield the light and the dark because they believe that that paracausality will allow them to escape their realm. Yep. And so that's why they all throughout the season, the Drifter. They say that we are interested in the three people who have transcended their design, which is in Beyond Beyond Light, which is Eris Mort, the Drifter, and the Exo Stranger. They're three yeah. characters who have transcended their design. Eris Mort lost their light but gained dark powers. Uh, the Drifter captured uh, dark creatures and created dark creatures in Gambit, and uh, Exo Stranger has control over time. So they're all people that they think could teach them how to harness these powers to escape their realm. So that's the first thing you sort of need to know. The second thing is, it's called the prophecy dungeon, right? And there are actually, there is a prophecy in the dungeon itself. When you get to the sand sec, I can see I'm losing log. I can see he's fucking- No, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. Stick with me. Hold. 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 <laughs> Quickly, get to the point, right? Let's get to the point. Right, in the, in the sand section. In the yep. there's a sand dune section and within that section there's a bunch of rubble and they're ruins and they are, they are four areas that are well known to guardians it's io titan mercury and mars yep. guess what planets are being removed so you reckon titan, we're actually going to see a, a cataclysmic event remove them from the game rather than just like you can't go there for a bit <laughs> the, so that that's a big question right now so if you if you if you combined what what the prophecy is showing us which are these four sets of ruins and you go and read the law book that you unlock for that okay the juris and egress law book yep. it it basically tells you the whole that whole law book describes the pyramid ships occupying titan io mercury and mars on on mars rasputin dies on io um 
Ashamir tries to plot the pyramids and is not successful. On uh, Titan, Sloane sees that the Fallen actually start to flee Titan because they realize the darkness is coming. And on uh, Mercury, Brother Vance goes into the uh, infinite forest and actually fights a dark mirror of himself. You know, like mm. the dark mirror we saw in yeah. the end, end of, of Shadow Garden of Salvation. Yeah. Yep. Basically fights a dark Brother Vance. So I assume, and he seals the infinite forest. So I, I, my interpretation is this, the, the prophecy, why it's called prophecy is basically uh, predicting the arrival and occupation of those planets by the pyramid ships. Now, whether we, the big question is, are we going to get a destructive event that explains why they're going to be vaulted, but they, they're vaulted because they want to keep them there for old content. But from a story point of view, are they going to be vaulted because the pyramid ships have arrived. Dude, if, if they can do that, honestly, I'll be fucking ecstatic. To be able to go, okay, look, for functional reasons, we need to write this content out of the game and actually go, all right, here's why it's out of the game and and like launch it in a story perspective. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I would love to say we get something similar to the Almighty. I mean, that would be fucking the cutscene, like the the in the in game event, but <laughs> Just sitting in the tower watching planets fucking explode. Just no worries, boys. <laughs> right. Imagine that. Imagine if you could be on the imagine being on the planet. Like, guys, this week be on Titan. And just being there and seeing the pyramid ships, just a fleet of pyramid ships in. And it just just kills you, just blows up the planet. And then you respawn in orbit. Oh well. <laughs> or what if it's just like, don't be on a planet, just be in orbit and then like little gif puffs the smoke come up over the icons and then they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> poof, right. poof, poof. So that's one of the prophecies. I guess the next prophecy could be this whole like following the taken Kel. I don't, the echo. I don't get that yet. I don't know why, if they just needed a boss, I don't know if that is, uh, Aramis is not a Kel. She does not, her aesthetic does not match the okay, Kel that we right. chase. That was my she's assumption, bar- was that it was Aramis yeah. or like some a, derivative of. She's a Baroness. However, I'm pretty sure she's a Baroness, which is the same as a captain. However, it could just be metaphorical. Metaphorical? It could be a metaphor, right? Because it could be, we know that Kells command the Fallen. They're the leadership yep. of the Fallen. Yep. We know that Aramis wants to wield the darkness and realign the Fallen to their rightful place. We know that Mithrax wants to work with Guardians and we know that Varix is in behind. So it could be a metaphor for that. It's the Fallen's time to rise. Our next big enemy is going to be the Fallen and the, the metaphor is it's the fight for the leadership of the Fallen, which is obviously Aramis. So even though yeah. it doesn't look like Aramis, it could just be like the prophecy is the Fallen, the fallen are going to rise up and someone's going to try to take the, the leadership, trying to take the Kel position. And that's what the the nine are trying to get across in that mission. So that's the prophecy part. And so the the, the last thing that brings this all together is is like why did we go into the dungeon? Like what was the point of going into the dungeon? And you miss out on this if you don't listen to the drifters dialogue, or you don't <laughs> listen to the end of, end of the cutscene. Yes, that's you. And if you don't uh, host a podcast with someone who will tell you about it after the fact. Yeah, or you don't listen to this podcast, right? Yep. Um, basically the drifter says to you, we asked a question and the question was, what is the darkness? 
if you read the law around it, like in the, it's actually in the law tab for one of the pieces of armor, the coda armor. I can't remember which armor piece, but the nine basically say, you asked us a question and we created this realm. This, the realm itself is the answer to the question. So that's the clue. So we said, we said, we, we said to the nine, what is the darkness? And their answer is the dungeon. Okay. So now you've got to combine everything together. It's actually really cool. Cause you know, we're talking to Catherine about environmental storytelling. Yeah. 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 Basically the answer to the questions in playing the dungeon. So once you work out the symbolism of what you're doing in the dungeon, it makes sense. So what do you do in the dungeon? You balance the light and the dark. Exactly. How do you get a shadow? You, well, you stand in the dark or is that what you, you mean? need light, right? Yeah. Well, you need light. Yeah. Okay. Right. Obviously, like thinking, yeah. the light casts a shadow. There's no, there's no shadow without the light. We then wield the darkness to make dark modes with the light to make light modes. So you put all, so what's the answer to the question? The light and the dark are the same coin. There's no difference. There are powers that we just wield. There are things that we use to survive. And so when you come out of the dungeon, that's what the drifter says to you. He says, we asked the question. They showed us the answer. The answer is. The light and the dark, there's no villains. He actually says there's no, oh fuck, he says there are no um, heroes or villains. It's about survival. So when we asked what's the darkness, the answer was there is no evil, there is no good, the same thing. It's about survival. And so this is leading into us using dark powers. Then you ask yourself, why do the nine want us to use dark powers? Because then that's going to put them a step further down their road to be able to get out of their other fucking realm, right? Because that's what they were, that's what they were trying to do with Gaul. Exactly. Fuck it. There hell. you go. You come full circle. I feel like, <laughs> like I'm glad you exist, Matt. Like obviously, because you're my mate first and foremost. But to tell people this shit, because I feel like, like unless you sit and do a deep dive on it and like have a solid conversation about it, or like you know, obviously listen to one of your law videos or whatever, most of that is just fucking. That is, it's enormous. Look, what we're gonna do? We're gonna open chat because if you've got any questions, chat, I want you to to feel like you can you can ask away because you know this this is a conversation here, but um. Because, like, I mean, if, if that is the case, I mean, Destiny for so long has been pitched from our perspective as a battle between light and dark, right? But in one piece of content, they're, they're ultimately saying that that is a redundant fight and to be able to utilize both is the real victory, right? Because that would yeah. facilitate survival. Fuck. Yeah. And, that, and that's why, like, it's all a big setup because they show you... If you think about in the order of things you're doing, like you wield the darkness, all this kind of stuff, you make dark moats and then they show you your future. It's almost like a temptation. Hey, here are the four planets. You are going to get beaten by the pyramid ships. Why are you being so resistant? Why are you asking what's the darkness? Why don't, why not just use that power against your enemy? This whole setup to like us to embrace, this is a big setup to embrace the darkness and be on light. Why are there so many taken in there? I don't know. <laughs> because that's that's Savathun, right? Like the take the taken is Savathun, like because that's the way it fucking comes across to me. Like it's like this whole season is pitched that 
the darkness would just turn up and they want to have a chat, right, in their pyramid ships. They're just like, hey, buddy, come for a yarn. And then you've got Sabathun who's doing everything she can to kind of despoil and fucking ruin that relationship before it can start, before we can even get there and really understand okay. this sort of stuff. Like Do a you remember girlfriend or something. Do you remember the very last? Because someone asked this today, right? Someone asked this today. How is Savathun linked to the Nine? Because we haven't, I haven't really spoken about it. There's got to be a link between Savathun and the Nine. And then I remembered the very last entry of the law oh, book. Dust. Dust. Yeah. With the, the very last entry. Shit. Yep. The Ahamkara teacup is Savathun. So the, the Cryptarch goes into the Nine Realm. And who the fuck is in the Nine's realm? Sabathun. Sabathun. Holy fuck. Maybe that maybe this isn't the nine. Maybe this is part of Sabathun's trickery. <laughs> Shit. And Shit. she's trying to she's trying to trick us into using the dark because she's a baddie. And then we're gonna use the dark, and then she's gonna be like, you done it. And we're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Sabathun, you tricksy hobbitses. <laughs> you tricksy hobbitses. This is literally law live, isn't it? <laughs> What's that? What's that fucking mean? <laughs> that whiteboard? Fucking whiteboard with all this string on someone, it? Someone with the emote. Someone did it before. <laughs> with yeah, the, I think the it was games crazy face. <laughs> right. Holy shit. I, don't, I feel fucking... There we go. There it is. Look. <laughs> going through if you're uh, listening to this on one of our audio platforms um there's just a emote of what looks like mylon's head smashed into the into a small box sneering or smiling or something and um a whiteboard next to it so it gets the point across beautiful Shit. i don't even know what to um, make of all that so that's, look, that's a lot to digest I, but i think i think like now people know that does that make you more happy? Like, like you said, is, does that make it better or worse the experience? Cause I do think it's probably, but I mean, destiny's always been like that. Like I think destiny's always been the game where you kind of go in and do the things and then understand the significance of the things after. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, so. like the cool part is like you go and you do it and you go through the challenge and then kind of like sitting here, like having this conversation with you has been me unpacking what I've actually done through that context. And, and understanding yeah. it. So I guess next time I do it, it'll be heaps like cooler again because I'll be I'll be figuring out, you know, I'll be going, Oh, okay, that's that, that's this, whatever. Yeah. Um I don't it, think I think it's um, just too it's too much for anyone to be able to go through that sort of thing and like take it all in first pass. Yeah. Maybe there's there's thing. definitely um if if you listen to this and you're gonna go back and play the dungeon, I highly recommend looking for other Easter eggs. There's a bunch of other stuff I didn't put in the video, like a lot of people have been breaking down the symbolism of each part, like heaven and hell and the cube and like all this other like little hints. I think the main part that I haven't put in is when you get into the last stage, you see the queen's court, right? You see, you see Marisov's court. Yeah. There's the throne there. The throne's there. So just along the same lines, some people have also predicted the dreaming city is going to get whacked as well. And maybe that's how they'll introduce Sabathun because we haven't had the curse on the Dreaming City resolved. And she'll be like, she'll be like, you bastards, you killed me murder battery. <laughs> You're going to have to go and get a fucking two-stroke Jenny, you bastards. <laughs> um, so it could be, and 
you, all these story threads have all the same people in it. We know that Marasov was communicating with the knight. We know that Savathun has her own throne world. We know that they're preparing for, like, Marasov will come back in some way. She's got to be back in Beyond Light, surely. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's ultimately the character that's always been kind of the balance of the two, right? Like, she is, she is the one yeah. character that sits, like, even in sort of her Inception story and that of The Awoken, she was the one that was sort of closest to that darkness wave that kind of made them all turn blue. Not really sure. You know what would be super ironic? What's that? We all embrace the darkness. Guardian Aldrin returns. Good guy Aldrin returns embracing the light. And then we kill him. Bit of switch, switch, switch Rooney. Yeah, now you're <laughs> a douchebag. Now you're the bad guy. You know what? I think there's, I think there's more to that Sabathun concept, man. I think, I, yeah, I, yeah, because that, like, dude, that's that's the whole that's that whole character, right? Like, trickery. And if they're gonna yeah. actually enter her into the game, it's gonna be on the back of some fucking okay. grand deception. So, so imagine, imagine if the whole, remember how she didn't, she wasn't successful in the murder battery. Imagine if the fucking dungeon's a murder battery that she worked out eventually. Well, imagine the whole fucking solar system is a murder battery because she's pitching light against dark. Imagine it's been a ba murder battery all this time. <laughs> I tip, I tip my hat to you, Law Hobbit. <laughs> I don't have a hat. Where's your monster's fucking ink hat? <laughs> my Twitch, did my you Twitch. Twitch Chad hat. <laughs> my Twitch Chad hat. My fucking 200 IQ brain. That's why it's so big. Oh. All right. Well, look, if you're rocking on in chat and you've got any questions about anything Destiny related, probably like at all, far away or anything else, really, it doesn't really matter at this point. But, um, dude, that, wow. I wasn't really expecting to go, uh, what, what if it's all a Vex simulation? What if Savathun is a Vex simulation? <laughs> Imagine if they had all this shit and they just pull it's a it's a simulation at the end. <laughs> it's a situate it's a simulation. You got a seven out of ten. Good job, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you passed your flight. Oh, do you know, do you know what we haven't spoke do you know what we haven't spoken about? What's With that? the bungee bungee narrative team right breaks the fourth wall and fucking oh. wrecks wrecks the law hobbitsies. Which bit? Because there's a couple of bits like this. There's, the, there's a couple the perfect, of bits like this. perfect paradox bit too. There's a perfect paradox where basically it makes fun of people who grinded the sundial, <laughs> times who grinded the sundial to get the perfect roll, and, and it's, it's got like a, a trench barrel. Yeah, and it's yeah, but it's got a trench barrel. And then there's another one that makes fun of. I, I feel personally attacked when it was. Um, Basically, Eris Morn, she says the something like the community is so embarrassing, all these theories about me, but it's very much directed at breaking the fourth wall and taking a shot at like, <laughs> is Eris evil for the fucking 50th time? I think we give her a pass. Even if she is evil, I'm gonna assume that uh evil's evil's the right the right path for us. Rock and roll. Wow. Holy shit. That was like that was a big, big lawyer. That was a lot of significant stuff in that. I think that's probably the most territory we've ever covered law-wise in terms of the grand scheme of destiny etsy wants yeah. to know he's got a question is eris evil 
No, I did see. I did see another question: Is the nine being evil from uh, Shazza? And no, I don't think. I don't think the nine have good or evil. They don't. I don't feel like they have that concept. It's just about. I think they're just the how they can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they definitely if, if they definitely don't care what happens to Guardians. Put it that way. Yeah, I mean that's. Care. It's kind of that, like, they've kind of like got that Lovecraftian god kind of vibe going, right? Like the other realm fucking... I wonder if we'll ever see... Do you, do you think we'll ever see, like, the Nine manifest themselves in our, like, plane of reality? Do you think that's where we're headed with this? If they did, you know Super Smash Bros? Yeah. You know mm. the glove the glove box <laughs> boss? <laughs> right. I reckon yeah. it'd be that. Just a giant, but rather than like a Mario hand, it'll just be um it's not a Mario hand, is it? Whatever hand it is. It would just be like a dark matter hand stretching yep. out of the sky. Yep. Maybe a couple of tentacles in there. Are they are they tentacly? I mean, I suppose Zer's tentacly. Yeah, um, they they definitely have descriptions of tentacles. Yep. All right. Can I ask a law question? When you finish prophecy and you go down to the room at the end where there's the giant emissary, yeah. when you shoot mountaintop bullets up her nose, where do they go? Well, because that's they don't why explode. you get... They just disappear. <laughs> that's why. That's actually what's caused the DC bug. It's all the fucking... oh, right. The emissary's all the, the shit. <laughs> all, the, all the emissary fucking rocket boogers. All right, Sourcemore has a question. What if Cade's human body was actually Dennis Quaid and he comes back as Quaid 6? <laughs> I actually, I, you know, you got me there. I thought that was a genuine question. <laughs> but I'm glad it wasn't. Um, <laughs> do you think Osiris will fight us when we take sides with the pyramids? That's actually an actual question. Uh I really feel like Osiris hasn't been harnessed as a character yet. I really hope he gets a bit more airtime. I think the Drifter's in a great spot. I think Eris Maul's in a great spot. I mean, the Exo Stranger, you know, obviously hasn't been around a lot, but she's coming back. Uh, I think Bungie's very conscious that they have a lot of really good characters and they they've they spoke about this before. They don't want to keep introducing him. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping Osiris will get his time. I don't think that's quite yet, to be honest. When you see the drift, like when you see Drifter, Eris Morn, and Exo Stranger, how do you squeeze in Osiris in there too? Yeah, I think I think this story's got to like play out, right? Like that that three person sort of story needs to go and play out to some kind of at least juncture point where then it becomes whatever they do affects everyone, and at that point, then Osiris gets involved. Like clearly, he's not going to be part of the narrative of of beyond at least initially of beyond light because i'm pretty sure he'd hate everything that was about right <laughs> like he, he would not be a fan uh so it kind of needs to happen without outside of his approval and scope and zavala would probably be much the same boat right so i think mm. we can we can expect that um one from matt player four. x player four. Oh, sorry what were you saying yeah i was gonna say player four's got a good question yeah 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 scottish matt fucking legend um have Bungie create, uh, changed the location of the Deepstone Crypt from Enceladus to Europa, 
Or was Cade talking about something else when he left the Ace of Spades mission messages thing? Or Good fucking Ace. question. I forgot about this. I absolutely forgot about this. So, you know, the Ace of Spades missions, um, Cade talks about the Long Slow Whisper. He talks about Clovis Bray basically being corrupt and screwing over exos. And then there's also the hidden, uh, is it a hidden message? That basically spells out it's on Enceladus. Um, mm. We know that with Europa returning, we also have a raid on Deepstone Crypt, uh, a raid that revolves around Deepstone Crypt. So that's why Player Force asking. Everyone theorized that when it said, is it on Enceladus? Cade was talking about Deepstone Crypt because he was talking about the creation of Exos and Deepstone Crypt is connected to the creation of Exos. But now we know that Deepstone Crypt is coming with Europa, assumingly on Europa. Yikes. Could it just I didn't be think like, could it just be another selectable sort of location that comes with that DLC? Could be. Could I mean, be. obviously, the, the assumption is that it's on Europa, but maybe it's not. I mean, it. It, it, I mean, look at look at look at Garden of Salvation. Garden also Garden of Salvation is technically on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, it was never confirmed. This is this is why it's great when Bungie writes like this. It was never confirmed that Deepstone Crypt was on Enceladus. It doesn't have to be on Enceladus. Like it was, it was very much a community theory, and um, uh, Bungie doesn't really have to to adhere to that. So. Um, it, it can be Europa. All right, I saw. Uh, I saw something a else would have to be something else would have to be on Enceladus that Cade was talking about. But guess what? Cade's dead, so we'll never know. Uh, loading into into the legend who does all of our art stuff. I'm going to read his question. Uh, we've, oh, we've discussed this a couple of times before, but um, because it's Keg, it's getting a rerun. Can we bring back Cade at the Europa Deep, Deepstone Crypt? I. Look, I think that has two answers. I think the first answer is I don't think Bungie will do it because I think it undermines uh, the ability to have significance in story. When Cade died, people were sad, but they also said this is the most significant the story has felt in a long time. And I feel like it would undermine all the narrative work they've done to bring Cade back. So from a logistical point of view, I don't think it's the right call. I think the right call could be a fucking nostalgic, oh, wow, hold on. We found Kate's original memories and you get like a, you, and because we never knew, we never knew if Ace, remember Ace, yeah, his yeah. kid? Yeah, we, remember we, that that could have been even real. completely imaginary. Okay, so here you go. How about this? How about we get the original Cade files as some sort of flashback story driven thing and we get told that, yeah, he did have a family. And that ace was real. And just to just to hit home with that nostalgia and sadness. But that's it. Just like a little Easter egg or a little, and then little story like, part. There's a little there's a little kid exo in like a chamber there that you can look at that's like ace, just to make it extra grim. Like fucking yeah. Ripley's yeah. believe it or not. Like <laughs> sorry, I don't mind the seriousness of the moment there. Uh. Or or what if what if we find out? Because we know that okay, let's say let's say they confirm that ace is real, right? Ace knew that Cade, his dad, was trying to pay his dad off by becoming an exo. What if Ace tried to follow in his dad's footsteps? Oh, wouldn't that be sad? And then, guess what? He's there, and we turn him on, and he becomes the new Hunter Vanguard, Cade's son, Ace. And you know what? 
is not even funny. He's just boring and quiet. He's just like, hey, going. Yeah, no worries. Happy to help. Wait, me like Shiro 4. He's voiced by fucking, what's that guy? Michael Cera. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Michael Cera. <laughs> or Blue, Blue Westlow. <laughs> Sounds exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Megaton's question. Log, how do you get permanent marker off a door? Uh, Matthew, do you know anything about this? <laughs> All I fucking know Nail polish is removal, that, is that fucking chat is the biggest rats in the building. I, <laughs> I did a skit where I wrote on my door, and as soon as Danny came in, chat fucking outed me. And Danny was, uh, yeah, anyway, it's on Twitter. That's right. And it was Megaton. Megaton was the one who first started it too. I went back and looked at the VOD. Fucking Mega. He's trouble, man. Lads, lads. He's, he's trouble. He's big trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, what we might do, we might wrap up there. I'm trying to quickly go back and make sure we haven't missed any like questions that don't relate to textures on doors and stuff. Uh, all right. Cyborgs. Here's one last one. One last serious, serious one. Uh, fucking stop typing for a second, everyone. It's moving the thing around. <laughs> Oh, where did it go? Have it you got there. it? No, I've lost it. All right, yeah, okay. In one of the trailers, the Exo Stranger said that she came from the dark, went from the, what? She came from a future where the darkness won. Oh, yeah, do yeah, she, yeah. Do you think she means the original collapse or is this implying that she's from alternate timeline? Or is she from the future um, and lose? Okay, let's break this down. If she says the darkness won and we embrace the darkness... What does that mean? Then, I mean, does that mean we won? Well, true. I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's the question, isn't it? Are we being tricked <laughs> by Sabathun? Uh... <laughs> so, I mean, this is the whole question they need to answer. What happens when we embrace the darkness? Like, I'm not sure, man. Sure, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Logged, We're gonna I find like, out. Fucking no, 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 I know that you're asking rhetorical questions. I just don't have the mental capacity for it. I'm just too stupid. <laughs> I'm like, but maybe that's what she meant. Maybe the true. exo strange. No, but the thing is, I sort of wish in that. Well, not wish because I don't know what's going to happen yet. But it'd be a much stronger theory. Let's say you had Marasov, the Drifter, Eris Mort, the three individuals that transcended their purpose, right? Because yep. they've all embraced the darkness. And then you had the Exo Stranger off to the side. And we know that the Exo Stranger said, in the future, the darkness won. That would set up a storyline that's like the Exo Stranger is trying to prevent us from wielding the darkness. And then the three individuals, Drifter, uh, Marasov, and uh, Eris are saying, the darkness is our salvation. We need to embrace this dark power to, to get that, you know? Yeah. I'm happy with that. You didn't fucking listen, cunt. I know you didn't because you were you were tuning out. <laughs> I know you were tuning out. Listening. Yeah, no, I was like setting things up so we could actually raid someone effectively to end this podcast. So I, I just let you go. Body. Just wind up and fucking law for a minute. <laughs> I know your body, All right, mate. Look, I know look. when you're not paying attention. Caught you uh, out. Yeah, you got me. You got me a beauty. All right, look, we're going to close off on uh, on a on a pretty important note. Uh, if you've been to Bungie.net this week, actually, I think it was only 10 hours ago, um, they've uploaded a um, 
collectible pin, the Be Heard collectible oh, yeah. pin for in support of Black Lives Matter. So absolutely get on there and um, please, if uh, if it's a cause that, I mean, you, you should believe in it. I'm not going to tell you what you should believe, but you should believe in it. Um, you need to get on there. It's in support of uh, the Equal Justice Ini- Initiative. Um, pre-orders are available from the Bungie store starting June 23, 2020. So maybe put a put some of your pennies aside, um, save them up, get that. Um, as always, these things are pretty pretty exquisite when they come through. They look incredible, so it's definitely definitely worth your uh, worth your cash and a and an amazingly important cause to support for now. So rock and roll. Big All right, Matty. Look, just a quick thank you to everyone. It's been a killer stream. If you listen to this uh, shit wherever you listen to it, <laughs> whether you're watching it on YouTube, whether you're listening to it on Podbean or any of the audio platforms that it sort of sublets out to. Thanks, Eves. It's been uh, it's been an incredible few weeks for the podcast. Just sort of the craziness of this season and all that sort of stuff, and it's been a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, for whatever part you've played in it, no matter who you are or where you are, thank you very much. You're a fucking legend. And uh, Matty, where, where's the law going to find people? Okay, let, let me paint a picture for you, right? You land on the moon, okay? All this nine stuff and this prophecy shit's happening. You take a little, you take a couple pitter patter of your feet as they slightly hit the moon dust, right? Right, pit patter off your feet. You move, you walk over, walk over to Eris Morn. Okay, oh, and what happens is she's she's there holding, she's there holding the orb. Right, that little fucking orb thing. Right, right you Orbison. accidentally, Orbison, you accidentally drop, you you drop your pistol. Right, so you've you've ducked down, and your ear, your ear, just just glances the orb. Boom, flashback. You see that it's really Savathun. Savathun is Eris. Eris is evil. The Lord will find you. Well, you wake back up and you're like, was that a dream? Catch ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good week, everyone. Don't go get yourself canceled. Bye. Rock and, rock and roll. We're going to raid into eight, bro. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help it.